Nothing that is worth in this life is easy. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. Hello, Dave Zorko here, and welcome to Saturday Omaha. On this episode, it's Food Recognize Food with Piero Cotrina of WD Cravings. At WD, you can find Piero's pasta and savory creations next to Wendy Delgado's wonderful pastry. And in this conversation, we really did start with Food is Our Connection and quickly got to heart and soul. This conversation was amazing, and Piero shares his life with me from his time in Michelin Star Kitchens to how he approaches motivation. This one might help you achieve your life goals. I know, I usually drop a funny line here or something, but uh, seriously, this is a good talk. Here we go. We'll do some kind of intro thing where I say, hi, this is Dave with Saturday Omaha, and this is one of our food recognized food episodes where we talk to people in and around the restaurant industry about where they like to eat, happenings at the restaurant, and I am so fortunate to be sitting inside of WD Cravings, which is awesome because, uh, first of all, they're closed, and as usual, though, um, there's work to be done here on days off if that's, I don't even think days off in the restaurant business is a word, like, there's just days when the doors are locked, so, but I am sitting with Piero Cotrina right across from me, and he and Wendy Delgado are the owners and operators of WD Cravings. Piero, how are you? I'm fantastic, Dave. <laughs> this is awesome. So I not only am I sitting here in WD Cravings, but Piero, in, true to the restaurant hospitality industry, brought us out some coffee. We did some cold brew shots this morning because it's kind of earlier today. And uh, then we have additional coffee here. So this may be the tastiest, most caffeinated uh, food recognized food that we have done. So this is fantastic. That's awesome. So. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad to set the standard now. It, it, it is. Everybody's nice. going to have to try to get up to WD Cravings standards. So uh, that's fantastic. Well, all right. So here we are in WD Cravings. So that is a natural progression of what is going on here. Tell me about cool, cool happenings at WD. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things happening here and there. Um, really, we don't really plan too much of things uh -huh. um things they just kind of come up at like the last second nice uh, it's something that me and wendy so for some reason sometimes we plan uh -huh. a lot of things and you know those plans they don't turn into fruition and you're and when they don't do that uh -huh. you know you end up frustrated you're like oh man you know like why this is turning up the way this way or something or something's missing yeah so we just decided to you know um do either specials uh -huh. or special events um like the one this sunday uh, yeah we got the cheese wheel going on yes so uh as i was telling you in a little bit you know this is a different uh special or different event because uh -huh. the prior ones they haven't been shared so much as this one and people have been tagging each other they've been asking a lot of questions and I apologize uh, in front right now since I haven't gotten a chance to jump on social media and answer a few of those questions just because you got a restaurant to run. Yes, <laughs> we got a we got a restaurant to run. Uh, we got things to prep, and um, you know, just we've been a little understaffed over here, so sure. covering a few gaps here and there is being a little challenging. But yeah, uh, I would love to see you all over here. I would love to see. Um, everyone that we know uh, and we don't know over here yeah. it's gonna be fun it's just gonna be different um, I feel that there's nothing like that in Omaha so yeah it's gonna be fun for for both ends you know 
So, so I, I first of all, so for those that haven't been out to WD yet, and and Piero, you're known for making awesome, awesome pasta. Um, you're at Via Farina for a while, and this is your place. You're making your own pasta. So, the cheese wheel. So I have only seen this in video. I've not experienced it. I know that there is a spot in Lincoln that does it, but nowhere in Omaha. Right. So now, is it is it a giant wheel? Is it Parmigiano Reggiano? What what is the cheese itself? Because it's a giant block of cheese or round of cheese, right? It's about uh, eighty pound wheel of cheese. <laughs> so that's my type of cheese. I know, <laughs> man. It, it weighs like more than half that I weigh like currently, <laughs> and it's like it makes me makes makes me look like man, probably I should be. Made out of cheese, you know, <laughs> but uh, no, we uh, source it from uh, a local guy. Okay. Um, uh, he actually source um, also other restaurants, uh, fine dining restaurants, um, okay. more uh, more often. Yeah, and so uh, he brings you know like all sorts of products from different countries, right? So yeah, um, I was always obsessed with. The idea of owning a, a little hut, uh -huh. not even a restaurant, but just a little hut where like we can only do that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love street food, right? So I love watching videos of, you know, like different parts of the, of the country. Right. Uh, or even of the globe, you know, sometimes just to get inspired, you know? Sure. Um, and I mostly watch just street foods. Yeah. Um, because I feel that there's like certain challenge that these guys kind of go through. Yeah. But, <clears throat> you know, sometimes in your restaurant, you're like, man, I don't have space or enough space or something like that. Right. Right. But then you go to, I don't know, you go to India, you know, and you're like looking at the street food that they do and they just... They don't complain about the space. In fact, they have l much less of a real estate that you right. have, and they make it happen just so smoothly. You know, you're right. like, "What am I doing wrong? <laughs> like, like I should learn from these people." So you know, like oh. you're like watching and you know, kind of learning what they do, you know, and everything. And right, um, you see also the, the the amount of people that are actually waiting for that kind of plate, you know, yeah. waiting for that kind of food. So. In one of these videos, um, you know, I was watching uh, food in uh, Italy. We were like looking at some uh, like fairs that they they happen over there, right? And I saw this thing, and I immediately I was like, "What is that? <laughs> like, what is it?" So I I need to know more about this. So I I went down to a rabbit hole, just kind of like um, reading and you know like watching videos. So yeah. Um, after that, you know, I told Wendy, you know, we, we need to do this. Like we need to do this either now or never. <laughs> what? What? Okay. So I I don't know the dynamic between you two so much. So, but but you were kind of on the savory side. She's kind of on the sweet side because mm -hmm. she's you know doing the uh, French uh, patissier type type beautiful beautiful mm -hmm. desserts. Mm -hmm. So when you looked at her and you're like. Wendy, we need an 80-pound wheel of cheese, and we're going to swirl some hot pasta around in this. What was her reaction, if you remember? Well, it wasn't really like... I, I really... One day, I was like, okay, I'm just going to gain some valor. I'm going to gain some courage. Yes. And I'm going to approach her, and I'm going to be like, woman, I'm <laughs> buying an 80-pound wheel <laughs> of cheese. I'm buying it. <laughs> so, sometimes she just... You know, like, <laughs> she shake her head. Well, she just kind of like looks at me and she goes like, okay. 
I was like, man, that was much easier than oh, I expected, you know? So, <laughs> I, uh, for this, I, you know, I showed her some videos, you know, yeah. beforehand. And, you know, I told her, don't be surprised if I, you know, show up with an 80-pound 80 80 wheel, you cheese. know, just rolling and, and I'm just mounted on it. <laughs> so, you know, um, after that, um, you know, we got the, the cheese in, in house and everything. And, yeah. you know, you have to wait a few days to cut it, right? Um just because it comes refrigerated and whatnot. However, you need to bring it to a safe room temp because if you're going to slice through it. Yeah. Um, so fats, they tend to, you know, like solidify a little more. So if you try to cut it like that, yeah. it's going to start breaking. And it just breaks in chunks. Exactly. And, you know, sometimes you see the most scary thing is that you see this crease, you know, like you're like, kind of you know oh like like the like earthquake banging. is about yes, to happen like exactly. the fault line in the cheese that is exactly what happens you know you see one crease and then that crease kind of <laughs> ramifies in like tiny little creases and you're like no <laughs> because I, I i'm guessing that block of cheese first of all is not cheap at no. all no. and so and you and part of the presentation is you have this beautiful giant block of cheese. And if there's right. a big half of it missing, it exactly. misses part of the presentation, right? You so. have to keep it in one piece. One or, piece. Well, two two whole pieces. Two whole, yeah. Right? So um, that's a scary part because, you know, it's yeah. it's almost like a $1,000 investment. Whew. So you have to, you know, you're like sweating bullets when you're like trying to open this thing. But you're um, like Michelangelo or something. You're <laughs> just carefully so it doesn't split and you get a beautiful cheese statue instead of a lump of, you know, Yeah, exactly. Crumbles. I mean, <laughs> even, I mean, I don't know how Michelangelo did it, but, you know, I, I'm pretty sure he, he was, you know, uh, high enough. So he goes like, well... You know, if I mess something up, at least I can just throw myself down to the floor and then die, you know? So I I suppose in your case, it's like worst case scenario, you still have 80 pounds of good cheese. Right. But, but, you know. Not in the shape that I wanted. Not in the shape that you want. We're probably going to grab crazy glue and just start, like, gluing every single little piece into one whole block. But, um, no, I mean, it's, it's super fun just because sometimes, you know, like, the guys over here, they haven't seen that big of a wheel cheese you right know? they haven't seen something like that so it, yeah. it's it's fun to show people something else you know that's awesome. uh it's it's fun to teach him also you know like hey this is how do you open a wheel of cheese you have to wait and to be honest you know like everything in concerning food or good food yeah you know food that is worth it you have to wait like there's always a wait time no matter if it, you put a roast in the oven, you know, right. you have to like go low and slow. You have to wait for like a few hours, a low temperature, same with the cheese, you know, like, and yeah. even with the production of that cheese, you know, you have to wait about, you know, 12, 14 months for it, for right. this cheese. Um, so this is a Grana Padano cheese. Now oh, that we're talking Padano. about cheese. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's a Grana Padano wheel of cheese. Uh, yeah. It's basically almost the same thing as a Parmigiano Reggiano. However, right. Parmigiano Reggiano is aged longer than the um, uh, Grana Padano. Okay? And does the Grana Padano come from a? Is it a specific region? Because Parmigiano Reggiano is the same thing, right? So, it's like Champagne. It comes from its own exactly region, right? It, yeah. You know, it, Europeans they are very particular. About about everything and they yeah. they dop ev- anything <laughs> dop or doc uh you know you're gonna see that mainly in wines yeah. uh dop stands for uh denominazione origine productata 
Ooh, uh, well said. So it's uh, denomination of origin of the product. Yeah. Um, and for wine in in French, well, I. I, I know what it means, but I just don't want to say it because I will probably be butchering completely the word. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, we'll stick with cheese and pasta. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, Grana Prano, I mean, it's more of the uh, north uh, west, uh, so probably Piemonte, okay. uh, around the Piemonte area. Um, it's, you know, like, uh, it's got its own process of, sure. you know, like selecting the cows. Um, you know, what type of cow do you use for the production of the cheese? Oh, wow. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of different things that you have to follow in order for it to be uh, considered DOP, okay? Gotcha. There are certain regulations that you have to follow with the government that they place in you, right? Right. So, um, now we go to Emilia-Romagna, which is on the eastern side of uh, Italy, uh, northeastern sign almost like towards the middle and so um, that's where you're gonna find um, what is it uh, balsamic vinegar like sure balsamic really really good balsamic yeah and also uh, parmigiano reggiano okay 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 they also follow different but similar um, you know uh, their own guidelines and, and guidelines, specifics yes. for each specifications for exactly, each exactly okay. for each thing. Yeah. So whatever cow is in the region, whatever you know, like whatever you have to feed the cow, um, you know, there's, there, it's, they're very particular. That's why their product ends up such you know with such a great quality. Sure, you, know? you, you see that name and you know that it's meeting those quality standards. Right, and those exactly. Yeah. And so you know, there's um, also this you know like it will be considered the Ferrari of Parmigiano. It's called Parmigiano Reggiano uh, Vaca or Vaca Rosa, Vaca oh. Rosa. So it's made with with like almost like a red cow. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, red cow. Yeah, and Vaca so, Rosa. Um, yeah. I mean that that costs. Even even more than you know, like a regular <laughs> Parmigiano Reggiano cheese, you have to wow. be willing to like invest in some some like that. And you know, it makes me want to wonder, you know, like maybe I can bring one of those cows over here and, you and know, just, just have it in the backyard, right? <laughs> make like little batches. <laughs> but no, I mean, even even with the uh, the way how they you know they feed the cow, you know, like they yeah. um, they in a certain um, um, uh, certain uh, what is it hour of the day, you know, like they oh take the goodness. cows up to the mountains so they can pasture and then they always keep moving the cows and uh in a certain season i want to say and you know that produces more cream to the milk sure it's also the genetics of the cow yeah so wow it, it it's it goes much way much deeper than you know just having a chunk of wheel or cheese and, you know? wow, and yeah much more and much more than just a region or area you know it has to be that but mm -hmm. then it's all these Wow, that is a that. Wow. It's a lot to you know. That's why whenever we we cook something over here, we at least myself, I like to talk about the ingredient a little bit. You sure. Know, just because there has been a lot of work behind that, you know, wheel of cheese or behind you know whatever product that we have over here. You know, like right. it might have been. Um, you know, put in the ground in the seat, and then you know you just wait a long time. So, yeah, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears before coming over here 
and get more blood, sweat, and tears from us. Right, you know? right, exactly. There's so, all the all the preparation to to create that product, right. and then and then your hands mm -hmm. turn it into that dish that shows up on somebody's table. So there's wow. It's a it's a very you know I will say cooking. Once you do it, once you are passionate about cooking, and I don't know how to describe really passion because you can be passionate about you know many things. Sure. You know uh, cars. You can be passionate about. Um, you know, money, how do you produce money? Um, but uh, in the field of culinary or the field of food, yeah. it's it, it's something different just because there's so many hands involved, right? Right. There's so many people involved in the process of, you know, getting a carrot or getting, you know, a, a, a piece of bison, you know, that has right. been, you know, all butchered or, you know, like put on your table, right? So um, it, it just takes a, an immense amount amount of work to get the product into the restaurant wow right wow so we need to treat it with respect you know so that's why i feel that sometimes whenever you're doing this professionally and you know you mess something up at a restaurant or you're working in a restaurant right as a chef or as a cook whatever yeah um you know if you mess something up the chef kind of gets a little pissed off or he gets mad about yeah why do you mess this up you know because there's so much involved with it you know you right you, when once you grow up and you know you develop some matureness right you start you know feeling empathetic with the people that are actually putting the amount of work sure. you know you go to uh, farm fields you go to um i don't know you go to visit your uh, chicken provider your bison right. provider you know and you see the amount of work that they're putting and you're like man you know like I, I'm not going to let something happen to this product. And, you know, right. so then you go to your kitchen and somebody burns, you know, like <laughs> some dish and you, you know, you're like, well, you know, I, I can either react in a way that I can explain this person this way or, or the, the facts behind this product. Right. Or, you know, I can just go ballistic and, you know, just completely tear him apart, you know? Right. Cause there's, there's probably right. Those two reactions, there's one, there's there's the instant emotional reaction because you know especially if you're you know chef or it's your place you know you're caring for the quality of food you need to get the dish out to the customer so there's that aspect mm -hmm. and then you're looking at and going that that chicken you know especially like a I don't know an heirloom chicken or or something that is you know takes a year to raise or or something that wasn't just you know it didn't come out of a bag mm -hmm. so somebody worked on that carrot you know brought it to you that might be their only harvest for that seasonal ingredient right. or whatever it was mm -hmm. or like this wheel of cheese that is taking you know months and months and they worked with all this cow and you understand everything behind there and then you're like oh right so and maybe you know to your second point is talking to the staff and imparting trying to grow that empathy on 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 their side mm -hmm. you burn this okay that was a mistake here's why this hurts me a little bit because right here's all the work that went into it ahead of time on, exactly yeah. oh my goodness so you have to not only um you know let them know that uh, they have to you know there's a motto that i have over here at the restaurant it's not how you fall but how you get up okay oh, well everybody's said. gonna fall everybody's sure. gonna mess up like that's that's what i tell everybody but it's not about that it's about how do you recover yourself 
Right. At what time do you recover yourself? Like if you're going to take a long time to recover or you're going to take little time to recover. Yeah. You know, because life doesn't really care about your feelings. Life doesn't really care about anything else but either squishing you or elevating you. Sure. Either or. The way how you want to take life is going to react to you. So, yeah. In a way, um, you know, you explain him a little bit about this situation, but in the heat of the moment, it's, it's like, okay, you know, you messed this up. Okay, we'll talk about it later. What are you going to do? Are right. you going to, you know, stand there and just kind of get into your own head? Because that was also my problem too, right? When I was cooking too, when I was, you know, line cook and, you know, many other restaurants, yeah. um, I will mess something up and, you know, they will, they will make me feel, you know, uh, responsible for it. And, sure. and that's true because, you know, you are, you are the one actually behind the stove cooking that product or whatever you're cooking. Right? Sure. You have ownership and responsibility in your job. Exactly. Right. So, um, you know, you're like, man, I messed this up, man. And there's a rush of feelings, you know, that comes to you and they get immediately into your head and your head yeah. starts feeling, you know, almost numb, almost right. like you can think really what happens and you feel this emotional um, sense or emotional uh, burden that it kind of hammers you down. And, right. and you're like, oh man, I mean, I need to like recover because... You know, this guy's waiting for me, you know, like the other guy, it, it's needing this. So, you know, I need to shake this off so I can be, you know, like I cannot affect the team. Right. You know, more than I'm affecting already myself. Yourself. So, um, you know, it, it's it's a lot of like uh, emotional. Um, you learn how to control your emotions a lot just yeah. because, you know, they get sometimes in the way. But uh, it's more of, you know grabbing ownership of what you're doing and right. you know at the same time telling yourself okay am i gonna roll up in a ball and cry or right. am i gonna come out and do something you know so that's kind of the, the the mentality that i wanna i want you know at least my team to have yeah so and it's been working really awesome that's i mean i can can't really ask for more i mean two of my guys over here that are super green you know they don't they don't have culinary backgrounds, uh, at least in in like fine dining. Sure. You know, n not even in school, right? So it's amazing because these guys have, they have been showing more heart than, you know, m other people that probably have been going to school, you yeah. know, and, you know, uh, they come over here and either they don't come back next day or, you know, they just, they just leave or, you know, many reasons, but yeah. uh, that's... That's a kind of mentality that, you know, you find sometimes in people and you want that for, you know, your team. Right. I say, so. Well, and, and, you know, you, you bring up an interesting point too. So if you have those people that have the ownership and the heart and are willing to learn, you, Piero, have the skills to teach them how to cook, what to do with the food, how to prep, how to respect the ingredients. But it's harder sometimes to teach soft skills in other words you know teamwork and that ownership you can encourage it but boy if you get somebody that is all in with your team mm -hmm. you can help them learn to cook the food yeah you know that's mm -hmm. you can teach them that and i i really like your your point where you're saying like if you burn a dish and you know you can roll up into a ball or whatever or you can take yourself out and it's such a pivotal snap second in time because you could fold up 
and be down on yourself for right. the, the rest of the day and just fold up in a ball and go away. Yep. Or you can take that moment in time and go, you know what? Okay, made a mistake. We need to move on. Um, and like you say, you know, there's that like millisecond, you yes. know, because it, it's almost like there's there's a, almost like a barrier that you're going through, you know, like a, like a very sticky barrier right. where you're like, oh, man, I'm going down and you can feel, you know, that burden yeah. on you just weighing from the, from your head, you know, all the way to your shoulders and you're like. Man, it's, it's yeah, it's it's I'm almost a failure, like, you know. Right, and it's almost like walking. Uh, it's almost like walking through, like you said, like a barrier that is is slightly elastic or resistant, and you have to push. And at a certain point, you'll break through and pop out on the other side. Right, but it is so easy to let that resistance just push you right Bounce back. Bounce you back. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you know, it, it like I said, it's um, it takes a lot of some some sort of um. Mm, you have to be okay with messing up. You have to be okay with yourself, right. first of all. You know, it takes, this is this is the amazing journey that, you know, like kitchen can do for you because you find yourself what truly you are made out of or you find your inner self and you start having conversations sometimes with yourself. Like, you know, you see sometimes people talking to themselves in the kitchen. It's because they are having those inner conversations. You know, you are like, you either going to let yourself you know, beat you down right. or you either going to be like, okay, here's the deal, Piero. Okay. We're going to mess up. But if you don't roll up in a ball and cry, like you always do, <laughs> I promise you, I'm going to take you out. I'm going to grab your hand and I'm going to be your best buddy ever. I'm not going to make any enemies with you because sometimes your is your brain that is your worst enemy, Agreed. right? Agreed. Agreed. So you're you're going to make you're going to have to make some truths with yourself, right? right. So you're going to be like, "Okay, I promise you, I'm not going to I'm not going to let you go like the other time I did. That was <laughs> that was just, you know, I was just testing you, but no, this time I'm going to hold your hand and I'm going to pull you out of there and we're going to come out together." Hey, Dave here. Quick break. Uh, just if you get a chance, maybe give us a nice happy review on your podcast provider like Apple or Google. We appreciate you very much for listening and appreciate all of your interactions with us. So, uh, yeah, brief thing. And then back to the show. I'm not going to let you go like the other time I did. That was that was just, you know, I was just testing you. But no, this time I'm going to hold your hand and I'm going to pull you out of there and we're going to come out together. So it, it's, you know, it takes that, that much conversation within yourself right. to kind of balance yourself out, you know? Um, that's why I think there's so many, so many also emotional problems or mental problems in, you know, like in this industry, because you're working so many hours, you're working under so much pressure, right. not only pressure from, you know, the chef, but pressure for you not to mess up your team, right? right? Because nobody likes to be the weakest link of, of the chain, right? Sure. So you have a lot of pressure within yourself. Then you have the pressure of the timer that is going, you know, like right next to you. Right. Then you have the pressure of, you know, somebody asking, hey, you know, like how long for this table or something like that. So there's a lot of things that start weighing down on you and wow. plus the heat and everything. And, you know, you want to go oh, to the, the restaurant. Right. The physical conditions in addition to the mental and right. the time and the, oh, it's yeah. Almost, it's almost like, uh, you know, going to one of these shows, you know, like one of these uh, Japanese shows that, you know, you're, they, they 
you know, throw you a large rock and you're like, you have these little gaps to kind of like go in between. Right. I can't remember the, the name oh, of like, it. Oh, uh, like Takashi's Castle or... Something uh, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those are, yeah. X, Game X or... No. Yeah. Most Extreme Elimination yeah, Challenge. Yes. 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 So, Don't get eliminated. <laughs> you know, it's... it's so in a way you're you're just you know trying to stay above water but that's i believe for myself if you're going to do this professionally and yeah. you know even even in life you know it's good because you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and you teach yourself how to see that light at the end of the tunnel you right. know you teach yourself in a way how to be okay with yourself on messing up sure because Trust me, that that weighs a lot of, you know, like on, on sometimes on me, on, yeah. on different people, you know, like um, even in other areas that happen, you know, being in the kitchen, you right. know, you feel depressed, you feel so down, you feel, you know, like, how am I going to get out of this? You know, right. you feel like it's almost impossible, but in reality is yourself is your own self that is telling you that nobody else is telling you nobody not even your boss not even your mom not even god is telling you hey you are a failure you know you're gonna stay there for the rest of your life and you're you messed up it's yourself so in a way you gotta you gotta break you know through that eggshell and, and be like hey man listen how many times I saved you, you know, how many times <laughs> I, I gotten you out of trouble, you know, now right. it's your time to actually do something for me. Right. You know, you talk to your mind like that. And in a way, your, your mind has to be okay with you and being like, okay, yeah, we messed up, but there's always another time, you know? Okay. Yeah. Let, let's come out. Did you have, so uh, this is, uh, so we were talking with, uh, Kirsten Ipok Philbin from site one brewing and okay. she started up the, uh, Omaha industry service industry circle, kind of a support group for folks in the restaurant industry that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just had questions. Cause sometimes like they may not have healthcare, they may have a DUI, they may have, you know, there's a lot of challenges. Like you said, it, it's mentally, you know, it's, it's, it's a difficult industry to be in. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, there's so many industries out there that are challenging, but you know, restaurant industry, you know, mm -hmm. certainly is tough. And like you said, you have the, the heat of the kitchen or, you know, lack of product right now or lack of staff or whatever. Lack of hints. Yes. La yes. So, was there i i love your your introspectiveness where you're talking to yourself and you're telling yourself like listen we're going to get out of this and we're going to be okay <laughs> were there any any mentors or how how did you how did you realize that you needed to make those decisions um yourself cuz it it you you have a wonderful awareness of you, Piero. You you know that you need to get in and out of your own head. Probably How for did this you show, do that? Probably right now. Right now, <laughs> yeah, you're just very, very, very. You know, it's um, it, it it's funny because I feel that that sense or or that other side of you can kick in at any time. Sure, right? you bet. So you always have it, no matter how hard you 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 try to better yourself up or or eliminate it. Uh -huh. You always either gonna hear those voices in your head that right. they hammer you down, and you know they make you feel like like can can I cuss? Yeah, can I cuss? Oh, uh, we can we can it, on the podcast. You can say whatever you want. We'll bleep it out for the radio. You know, Go for it. it. It makes you feel like this. So sometimes you have to realize, okay. What are these feelings that are making me feel like this? And as I said, you know, sometimes 
growing in life, you know, they give you that maturity because sometimes it's really hard to talk about those things because you right. don't want people to label you as crazy or as mentally um, not balanced or as bipolar. You know, there's so many different um, conditions nowadays that, you know, like right. can easily label you as crazy. And then, you know, like immediately I, I feel that personally, once you get labeled with those things, people start treating you different, right? And you at the same time you don't want to be treated different you're, sure you you're just another human being you're right. you're an, another person right living in this crazy world that you know many people get affected by you know the, the social media or like the social validation right or uh, there's a lot of you know, um, social pressure on you. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So Expectations you, on how you should be or how you should act, but everybody's different. Yeah, exactly. So you have to, you know, portray yourself in a way that probably society asks you to portray yourself. Right. Right. But in reality, in your brain, in, in yourself, in your feelings, you're another person and you're sometimes trying to go against that current. Right. Where, you don't really have to go against it. You have to be okay sometimes with being that particular person that you are. Yeah. Because, you know, and I, and, and it's funny how you say, you know, mentors are, uh, along the way, you know. Um, me being curious about, you know, a lot of things, you know, like sometimes I, I read about books, you know, like I read about um, uh you know, uh, people, successful people that, you know, like Elon Musk. Sure. Um, I, you know, granted many people don't like him. I like the guy, not just because what, you know, like his curiosity has taken them. Sure. But in a way that, you know, he, Tesla almost go broke, you know, one time. He almost sells Tesla. So, and the guy is not, you know, he's also has a condition. I can't remember what the condition that he's got, but you know, he got rejected after, you know, he created PayPal, you know, he wanted to uh, score a job in San Francisco. So he got rejected a lot of times, a right. bunch of times. So that didn't let him actually break, you know, that right. actually didn't kept break going. Him. Exactly. And, yeah. and always thinking about how can I make this? How can I, how can I, you know, know if I go so over here and work yeah. for this guy, you know, I'm going to be able to do this. No, how can I do it myself? Yeah. So you you see yourself that it's not impossible. Yeah. You know, you see yourself but that, you know, why these people have done it. I cannot do it. You know, like, right. I'm going to, I have to be able, I have two eyes, I have two, two legs, I have two arms. I'm built in a different way or programmed in a different way that this person is. But yeah. there's something, I'm going to study myself a little more and when I started reading also this, this book, um, uh, it's called uh, How to Influence People and How oh. to Earn Friends. Yeah, How to Win Friends Carnegie. and Influence People. Sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's a great book, yeah. you know, and, you know, it, you see the insecurities that, you know, the, that book portrays about the other person or yeah. about yourself, right? Right. So you start kind of seeing or checklisting, yeah, I am this, I am that, I am this, and you realize, man... I probably need to improve on these behaviors that I have, right? Sure. So you, you just kind of start looking yourself at the mirror 
in a way every time you talk with somebody it might not yeah. be it might not feel right at the at the time right because nobody likes to talk to somebody and be like inside your head okay okay so okay i'm 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 saying this. No, no, no. I'm saying this. No, no, no. Okay. No, you say what? You know, why, why are you saying these things? You know, it's it's not easy because yeah. it can it can be very awkward. But sure. nothing that is worth in this life is easy, right? You have to go through a, some sort of like awkward moment or awkward pain, right? So you kind of start um, developing that uh, awareness for yourself. Yeah. Right? How do you how do you talk to people? How do you react to certain certain sure. um, events and whatnot? So slowly but surely, you are um, building or gaining this confidence. Right. You know, because you're like, well, nothing happened. You right. know, like. Well, and you you uh, you were mentioning, um, you know, as as far as you know, thinking about new ideas and new approaches and how to overcome things and. There's a book by uh, Danny Meyer, chef and restaurateur, called right. Set, Setting the Table. Okay. And um, so, you know, he owns Shake Shack and a whole bunch of other stuff, and mm-hmm. I, I think nationwide now. But one of the nuggets out of there that I really liked was he and his staff that, that are running these restaurants have a phrase, and it goes something like, whoever wrote or who wrote the rule that or who wrote the law that, an insert. In other words, like, for for let's say WD Cravings, Mm-mm. whoever wrote a law that says we you know we can't do an eighty pound cheese wheel right. in you know Northwest Omaha area, why, why can't we do that? You know why can't we do that? Right. Or why can't we do whatever? And then you look at it and you're like, oh, that's right, because you you were mentioning the the you know the expectations and the the social pressures and and those kind of mm-hmm. things, and, and it's like, well, why can't we do this? Right, you know. And, uh, also, you know, I, I think the, I think the Japanese, I don't remember what the phrase is, but there's, there's some phrase about your, your true self is who you are when you look in the mirror. And, mm-hmm. uh, y- you know, you, you're mentioning that there's, you know, there's all these pr- pressures on what you should do or what you should act like. And, you know, and, you I know, think I, uh, I might've heard that, uh, that phrase, but that, that brings me also this, this, this book, uh, the art of war, you know, oh, by, by Sun Tzu. Yeah. Yes. Awesome book. Right. So. It kind of teaches you also that, you know, inside your head, sometimes there's a war, right? And in a way, you have to be smarter than your opponent, right? you know, on how to win that war. And it's no different than the war that is sometimes you're having within yourself or within your head, right? Um, So going back to the, the, you know, like, uh, nobody wrote the rule of, you know, we, I, I never thought about having a place with a drive-through, right? I come from fine dining and, you know, I was wanted to, you know, like have a, a restaurant, like, you know, a fine dining restaurant at some point, but right. you know, it's, it's very, very draining. It's a lot of like responsibility, a lot of things that you have to take care of Sure. in order for them to go the way you want them to go. Right. Right. So you always have to be watching or you always have to be even, you know, like more strict with the persons, you know, and that's a little bit the draining part, you know, the, the, the emotional um, part of right. it, you know. So having a drive-through, you know, was like, okay, probably I can, I can chill out a little bit. But sometimes Wendy, you know, has to remind me whenever we're talking about or whenever I'm talking to, you know, one of the guys over here, 
you know, this is not a fine dining restaurant, Piero. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm like, yes, yes. In, in my head, I'm like, yes, she's right. She's right. I mean, this is not a fine dining restaurant. However, the amount of training that you get in those places, mm-hmm. you can escape that. You know, so you, in a way, you have to go through certain process um, of making food over here that is going to take longer, right? right? Or it's going to need, it's going to need much, much more hints in the process uh, than, you know, your, your typical drive-through restaurant, right? Well, yeah. And you're, the thing is your the format of your restaurant, what's interesting is you say it's, it's not fine dining and from a restaurant concept and format maybe it's not but the food that you guys are putting in this restaurant bringing over 80 pound wheel of you know grana padano or you know wendy's you know french patissier you know desserts and things this it's it's not a you know this isn't a chain drive through here you guys right. are you guys are are like creating fine dining but in a non fine dining format or at least that's the way it kind of feels you, you know, know uh, that's what I told myself, you know, I, I was like, you know what, you know, we're gonna, when we were looking for ideas, you know, when uh, this is during the pandemic, in the middle of the pandemic, because we, we weren't thinking about selling pasta or we weren't thinking about selling uh, other items yeah. just because we were like, okay, you know, we're just gonna be doing, you know, some breakfast, right. uh, a little bit of pastries, coffees, and that's it, right? Yeah. But we had to get creative in a way. That's, that's a good thing that happened. I mean, I'm sorry for everyone that, you know, like went through, you know, like super um, hard times during that time, of course, right? Of but course. speaking from my own perspective, it's a good thing, at least for me, to that that happened because that awakened a little more of the creativity, right? Yes. Um, you either roll up on a ball or you either, you know, come out and do something, right? Right. So I feel that that kind of set us in a mentality that okay what do we need to do because there's a lot of a lot of places closing but a lot of places not closing right right so how can we do this you know and then you know that's kind of how the muffins uh, we introduced muffins to the menu we introduced donut holes which wendy promised herself not to ever make donut holes again because <laughs> she's, she's doing fine like french pastry and then she's like and we're doing donut she holes. was like she was making a crazy amount of donut holes back in new york right and so uh, oh she no was she was just in a done. basement yeah she was like in a basement with a huge mixer always whipping some oh. donut holes and you know every time i would go down there you know like i would see her and we hated each other at the beginning, right? <laughs> and so, you know, I will give her, you know, crap about it. And, you know, like, like sometimes oh, you're making she, donut holes again. She yeah. answer me or look at me. She was just like... She just throws, throws a couple donut holes at you. Yes, and like, <laughs> something like that. I mean, no, she was she was just focused on what she was doing. So oh, my gosh. She promised herself, you know what? I'm never going to make donut holes in my life. And then, you know, like, once we open, she goes like, I think I'm going to have to start making donut holes. <laughs> oh, I was okay. like, so that's a great idea. So, you know... Then uh, the muffins, you know, like people were requesting for muffins. So, you know, we're like, okay, you know, like, why don't we introduce some muffins? And, you right. know, it started getting popular. And then we're like, okay, you know, like the menu that we have right now for, you know, breakfast, it's almost like a sit-down menu, right? We had egg, right. eggs benedict. We had uh, uh, avocado toast. Yeah. Um, we had um, another little different things, right? Yeah, yeah. And so we're like, well, in order for me to, like, the, for the ex-Benedict to taste good, 
I don't want to sell them through the window. Like there's certain things that I'm 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 very uh, judgmental with myself like, or like my Holland phone. days may not travel well. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, so some things you have to eat them like right at the moment. Sure. So I'm like, okay, what can what else can we do? And you know, like we're like, you know, kind of kind of wondering, you know, what what we're gonna do? And you know, we're like, um, one day we were driving, right? So. Um, thinking about what we're gonna do and I saw this big billboard of McDonald's you know that says you know breakfast breakfast time or something like that and yeah they had a biscuit and I was like I saw the line and I was like well you know why don't we start selling breakfast sandwiches right sure. that's that's easy to travel that's something that it can it can stay warm right um, but I don't want to do it in a biscuit so I love English muffins. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, well, oh, let's just throw in an English muffin, you know, scramble egg and everything. And, yeah. you know, we made this chipotle mayo that for the fried chicken, which was, it's, it's still, it's still the most fire item in the restaurant so far. Like, we put that on anything. <laughs> anything. I mean, let me tell you, we, I put it on a cannoli if I could. Like, <laughs> trust me, it is that delicious. So, um, you know, uh, we started, you know, like getting more inspired about, you know, this, um, these sandwiches. Um, one time I made uh, short ribs at my house. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, my mom was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. You know, you should put this in a sandwich. They're always like, me and Wendy would kind of look at each other. And then the next day we took a little bit of it and, you know, like we stuffed it in an English muffin. It was delicious. So it, it's still good people, listeners, uh, the short rib breakfast sandwich it's one of the most popular ones like, seriously so you know we we just gonna get uh you know inspiration comes in many ways in the most uh, less um time that you expected right yeah so you just kind of grab it and start you know floating away with it almost like a balloon right, right. You, you have a lot of balloons in a, that are floating around and then you just grab one get a and pick then one. Yeah, exactly. You you don't take off with that one, and then you grab another one, and then you start taking off with that one. So, it's it's so much fun, you know. Like yeah. when you get to experience things like that, and um, you know, having a drive through again, there was a lot of you know like uh, a lot of things that I had in my head. You know, like man, you know, like I, you know, what what if if this, you know, like. Um, sandwich you know like travels well or something and right you know thinking about a lot of things that it could possibly go wrong right but at the same time i reach within my head and i have to find out what were those things that they were judging me at that time right sure you know mainly i found people are gonna say this People are going to say that about your food or about you. So I'm like, well, what if, if I can shut that voice out, what do I get? Nothing. I get just my peace in my head. True. And that's the moment that I'm like, you know what? I should start doing this exercise more. Like going to a quiet place and grabbing what is it that is like putting that judgment in my own head about my actions about myself and see if i can shut it out and if i shut it out i keep 
you know, I keep imagining what I'm going to do. What do I get? What are the voices that I hear? And sometimes you are not going to hear anything. And that's, that's the best part. Because yeah. you're living, you're living in a, in a peace with yourself. Right. So it's, it's, it's amazing. This, this, this true, this having a restaurant, having a business, it's, it's truly an amazing thing. It teaches you how to, how to sometimes be creative, be resilient and, um, be grateful about the things that you know happen to you so right it, it's i don't know it's it makes me a better person for sure that's fantastic well and you know and that i'm you know your staff can learn from you and pick up on that and then you know especially if you have you know folks that are just getting into the industry or just starting their working career and they may not have learned those lessons yet and you can kind of impart those you know lessons upon them too mm-hmm. um my goodness, um, I, I better, because we're on Food Recognized Food, <laughs> I better ask you about some places that you like to eat around Omaha so we get right. to talk about those too. So give me some places around here that people should try and what they should order. Besides, right. I mean, WD Cravings is an obvious one. So, right, yes. and that, that was my first go-to. <laughs> good, good call. <laughs> so, you know, um, I'm, a, I'm a guy that, you know, like there's a lot of people sometimes that they ask, you know, ask us when we're doing, you know, private dinners or we're cooking, you know, like food that it's almost fine dining, you know, what do you like to eat? And, you know, I looked at him at the face and I'm like, well, it's probably not the place that you're thinking or you're thinking. I'm going to completely make everybody feel, you know, embarrassed about that question. So, you know, and I first, I like rice, correct? Okay. I mean, who doesn't? So, rice exactly. is awesome. So, Wendy and I, our go-to because just because of the time, I know it's a chain Chipotle. Okay, right? all right. I love Chipotle. Um, outside of the Chipotle realm, I mean, everybody knows Chipotle. Sure. There's a place on Seventy Second and I think Rose Blumkin, right where okay. you turn to um, what is it? Yeah, Nebraska French Nebraska French over there. Yeah, okay. yeah. There's a, a Trek bike shop right over there in that little plaza. Yeah, yeah. There's right, a Vietnamese cops. restaurant there, yes. right? Yes. So that Vietnamese restaurant, I truly recommend anybody that is listening to this podcast, go there, get the spring rolls, shrimp or tofu. That peanut sauce is going to be like harrowing for you guys. Ooh, nice. It's You can drink that. You can <laughs> inject that. You can do whatever. Oh, my gosh. It's really good. <laughs> and so um, normally we either get the... Um, like the tofu stir fry with vegetables. Okay. Either that or um, I like to get the spicy pho with yeah. spice on the side just so I can add it little by little. <laughs> so it doesn't I, blow your face my, up. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know what it is, but it, 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 it's just, it's not that spicy. It's just like my throat, I feel that it's like too sensitive to oh. the spice and it starts coughing. I oh, start gotcha. Cough, okay. And I won't stop coughing. People <laughs> people think I have COVID or something like that. It's I'm like, like, no, well, it's just fun. Right. It's fine. It's, exactly. it's okay. <laughs> and so, you know, it, um, I get that. And then uh, either we get also the yellow curry. Yellow curry is really good. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, and uh, I used to go over there, um, you know, like uh, I remember me and Kane. Kane was the one that introduced me to that restaurant. Is that uh, Kane of Moots? Uh, yeah, Kane Atkinson. Yeah. And um, sometimes either Kane or Moots or Kai or the three of them, we, we used to go over there and get the uh, vermicelli noodles with the uh, egg rolls. Yeah. It was so fire, man. So delicious. That sounds and good. You know what? It's, it's like one of the foods that is like so simple because 
you know, it, it's just plated on a plate regularly, like nothing fancy, but yeah. it's, it's got this depth of flavor that is amazing. Absolutely. So I, I was like, man, this is so simple. And like, you know, granted the service is not the most friendly one because sometimes there's this guy that I think he's the cook too. You know, he was like, how many? Oh, we're like, only two. All right, say whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like he's got he's got this face it's like okay you know like he's probably tired you know like he's he, sometimes i i gone to that place and he's the only one taking orders and cooking the oh, food so man so he's picking up the phone he's cooking the food he's so, paying the bill exactly. you know checks and whatever oh man so you know uh, it's i i can understand that and you know i ask everybody you know like be patient you know just just get ready to get amazing food that's it that's that's all you're going for nice and then um then after that uh, this gotta be El Alambre. Yeah. El Alambre, both locations. Uh, we like the one 168 in, uh, I wanna say, Harrison, right? Yes, yes. Right by uh, Marcus Pizza. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like, I, uh, I, I actually took my cousin yesterday over there and he was. He was like, man, I never tried tacos because, right? He's he's coming from Peru, and so yeah, you know, he's he's like, I never tried tacos, and I was like, well, I got the, the perfect place that you need to go, and you know, we went over there, and it was quiet the whole the whole time that we were over there. We were just eating. You just eating, yeah, because <laughs> the we food's were, that good. Yeah, yeah, we were like joking, you know, we were like talking and everything, and there, everything just whoa, just completely <laughs> wow. went to a silence. To be continued. Well, that's a first. I hope you've enjoyed part one of my conversation with Piero of WD Cravings. Please keep your ears open for part two as we talk more food, some amazing stories from Piero's time in Michelin star kitchens, and an unbelievable experience with a cake? Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Fatterday Omaha. Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as FatterdayOmaha.com, or send us an email at FatterdayOmaha at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and stay hungry. Fatterday Omaha. Eat this. <laughs>